again, everyone. Welcome to a, uh, I always say this, a very special episode of Dead Men Talk. But this one is definitely one I've been looking forward to for a little while. Um, it's, it's one of those people who, again, I discovered their work and it's, it just makes me stop dead in my tracks and take note because, you know, what this person does is fantastic. Certainly got my attention straight away. Someone I reached out to, I didn't really... I didn't really think I'd get to the point of having her on the show, to be honest. But thankfully, you know, she 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 did she did respond, and here we are. So, uh, singer songwriter all the way from Germany, Luna Keller. How are you? Hey, um, I'm good. It's it's so great to be on this. I can't believe that you thought I would ignore you or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's no reflection on yourself. It's just really it's kind of how this this goes. at some you know, no, I totally I so. totally get it. I have a a podcast myself, and I know the the dread of writing someone and being like, do they want to talk to me? <laughs> so, but, you know, so yeah, I, I I really I really really appreciate you coming on. I've, I've there's quite a bit I want to talk to you about you know really just kind of delving into your work um how it began and, and things so I mean kick off with a quick introduction really just I'll, I'll let you do this so for anyone who's not familiar at the moment just sort of who are you what do you do I've said you sing a songwriter but just give us a, a flavor to kick off with I could go philosophical and be like oh who am I big question you said half an hour no um the whole interview is just me philosophizing about the meaning no, of it's, be good. Be good. <laughs> no um I'm I'm Luna Keller I'm a Spanish German singer songwriter so my family's German but I grew up in Spain in Tenerife and yeah, I, I write songs, I make music, I play house shows, I tour, I have a radio show slash podcast, I, twi I stream on Twitch regularly, it's become a thing that I really, really enjoy. Um, but I think primarily and at the core of everything that I do is wanting to create things and to connect through those things with myself and other people. So I'm really just a person that makes things and and likes talking to other people and making things with other people so and living the dream really i mean living my dream i would say you know that's exactly the kind of thing that that i would like to see myself doing one of these days especially around the music front i think one of my my earliest dreams really before i mean i've gone through them all i want to be a professional wrestler at some point but that would never happen going right back to when i was like, that's kind of cool though yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah depends what you think about it um I, I wanted to be you know i wanted to be a rock star i was a big sort of you know 50s 60s rock fan even from a very mm. young age so getting to talk to someone like yourself it kind of you know almost inspires me a bit more it's like okay you know what is it stopping what is it that stops me kind of doing this I you mean, know what's reasons, what's funny to me um i i never really wanted to be a rock star okay or famous for that matter which you know i i don't think i am i, I have a, a fan base that appreciates my music and i'm the luckiest person alive but I just want to make a living of the thing that I love, which I am doing. And that makes me like one of the luckiest people on planet Earth. Um, but I never thought, and of course, if it happens, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> terrible. I know Although that. I think no. they're definitely down. <laughs> um, but like my goal was never to, to be a rock star, to be famous. My goal was always just, this is something that I love doing. And mm. if I can do it full time, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and that is very grounding and it helps because it makes things less disappointing i think um because you're not always looking at this goal that you don't know if you'll ever achieve instead you're just looking at what am i making right now and 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 just appreciating that which like that. yeah 
that's, very fulfilling. That's, that's very cool. That's a very, very cool way of looking at it. And I'm sure that in itself will be inspiration to to others like yourself out there who may, you know, we all have this kind of imposter syndrome, I think, at some point that we don't really, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, mm. no one's really that interested. But lo and behold, you know, you're here because through the beauty of digital music now i discovered your yeah. your music out of nothing where did it just just to kind of wind it back for a second where did it start for you then you know singer songwriter and that, if, if it wasn't something you wanted to do necessarily or, or you know until a certain point what what made you want to do it? i always thought that when i was 14 i picked up the guitar and was like songwriting is a thing <laughs> I love this um, until I looked for some old boxes recently and found songs that I wrote with my dad when I was like nine, wow. um, where he wrote lyrics and, and played guitar to it. And I realized that I just didn't realize that it's always been a part of me, but it has been like, it's just something I, I've always been doing, writing and, and using words and music to express myself. Luckily, I grew up with musical parents, even though it's not like their main job, they were always making music together. And I started singing in the choir when I was eight with my mom, which was really good further along the line as like having vocal technique and yeah. being able to do harmonies, which I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, I tried through several instruments. I tried through sports that I, I loved. I did a lot of different things. I thought I wanted to do astrophysics at some point. Oh, wow. um, and then I realized how much math it entails and changed my mind. Um, <laughs> That's when numbers start to disappear, isn't it? I've done a thing like that before. I like the, the theories and yeah. like the concepts. And um, a friend of mine who is um, actually studying math, since one of my closest friends, he actually wrote, I don't know where I'm going uh, with me, one of my songs from the LSEP and um he always says yeah i'm the scientist you're the philosopher and that's that's true i really love the concept of things but i i don't think i would be very good at crunching the numbers <laughs> um but that being said i i I had these all these different things. I did theater for a while um, and it was like, oh, maybe this is the thing. And we're talking about teenager years, so it's yeah, like yeah. things happening besides school. But then when I was 14, after trying several instruments and not having the patience to learn them, like I, I had picked them up, I discovered the thing that really lit the spark for me, which was writing songs on those instruments. Okay. So the moment that I picked up the guitar again and my, my dad taught me how to play minor, I wrote a song called I Can Play Minor, which is still a running joke um, <laughs> to this day. And it just felt immediately like this language that I really want to learn how to speak. And over time, it just became this very natural thing. I don't really write songs for release. Um, okay. I just I just write songs for myself and then I go back and select the best ones. Okay. So I never I never write with the pressure that I'm making something that the world is definitely going to hear. I just write after the necessity to create and wow. then I can see afterwards, oh, I created a thing that I actually want to share. Um, awesome. And that's just very joyful to me. And they just got to a point where I was like, may I dare? dare make this my thing like because this 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 fulfills me this is something that i can do and i'm good at and i love doing and when i finished um school when i was 18 i did two years like arts oriented before university i had really good grades i could have gone to like any university but mm -hmm. i asked my parents i was like hey can i take a gap year try to make this music thing like the thing that i live from they were like sure and that gap year has been like three or four years long now and i'm just wow. making it and it's just been um really fun so that's kind of that's, that's brilliant that's, yeah. yeah so i mean you always you had to take that leap of faith and it's fantastic if you've got people around you that can support that because i 
I've I've seen you know only too often I think where you can have dreams to do this kind of thing but then someone's always in the background yes mm. play devil's advocate I suppose keep you grounded but don't trample over them otherwise yeah you, you almost miss that and you kind of you kind of end up thinking oh it's, it's not worth me trying to do that it's uh Absolutely. And I always say I'm incredibly blessed that I had that because I found the thing that fulfills me the most in a household of a studio where I could immediately start recording things with parents that are supportive, you know, um, who who gets that? I kind of won the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel very privileged in that way and and grateful that I, that I get that start. And of course, I had people like I had some teachers, especially because I was such a good student that were like, what music <laughs> you could be a lawyer you could be a doctor get a real job yeah but but because i had that encouragement from home and really that support and my parents really been like that rock of like do what, what fulfills you we're going to be here and no matter what happens we are safety net you know if it doesn't work yeah. out you can do something else the world doesn't end yeah. um it just gave me that confidence to just throw myself at it and that's that's, that's been really really wonderful on the flip side speaking of imposter syndrome, that also had the side thing for me personally, that it took me a lot of time to recognize my own talent and work. So I would always feel like, okay, this is a cool thing, but I only have this because I have this starter, because I have the supporter, because I have these people that I'm working with. And I didn't really give myself credit. And it took me a long time. I think only kind of in the last year, I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing cool things. I'm allowed yeah. to feel proud of these. Um, I still have imposter syndrome sometimes. <laughs> I think we all do, don't we, in something, um, especially yeah. if it's something you're creating yourself. I don't, I don't know too many people who who always put their stuff out there, whether it's books, songs, or whatever, and think, yeah, I am. They say I'm proud of that, but mm. they almost, yeah, exactly what you just said. They almost don't want to kind of. There's always got to be a, a case of that it could be better, or it could, it's not like this, or whatever self-deprecating yeah i think it's comfortable unless we're doing that it is scary to celebrate yourself um and and i don't know if it should be i definitely think we should all stay level-headed but i i also know a lot of artists that get very caught up in that insecurity and it actually um makes them not pursue certain opportunities that would have been great um which I think there's always that balance to find, right? Keep your feet on the ground, but also keep your head high and, and yeah. know that what you do has value and, and that what you do is good. And, but, but it is scary because I think it comes from that deep thing of, okay, but what if I am proud of this, but it's not enough for everyone else? Yeah. It's much easier to take if I'm saying, oh, it's like, you know, this little thing that I made and it's not that good, but I kind of want to share with the world. And then if people are like, oh, it's amazing. You're like, oh, really? <laughs> and you're safe, right? But if you go yeah. out there and you're like, here's a song that I made and it's the most beautiful thing that I think I've created and I'm really proud of it. And then you get people say, ah, I don't like it. That's much more scary. So I think that's that's part of it, probably a fear of rejection that doesn't really allow us, that makes us reject ourselves ahead yeah. of time, yeah. <laughs> just just in case. What, um, what do you think would be worse then, interesting one, is, is putting something out there and having negative feedback to it or nothing at all? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think it depends on the the nature of the negative feedback because if it's constructive Mm -hmm. then i think it's better to have negative feedback than than none at all because if i put out a song and people are like hey i listened to your song and i think 
this is weak or this is not that good or maybe you could change that or that or i think you could you know sing or, or work on your voice a bit maybe like you're a bit flat here and there then that is better than no feedback because it gives me the tools to make the next song better Absolutely. um but i think if the negative feedback is just hate telling you that you suck i don't really know if it's, I mean, it's, it's not it's unnecessary, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah some people take the time to do that i, I don't i don't understand that anyway. me neither it's like why <laughs> So it you know. like there's, there's a lot of music in your household, I would imagine, sort of growing up. Um, yes. So any, any sort of favourites or anyone that has inspired or influenced your work when it came to it in particular? I mean, like other artists or or just other artists, people? people around you yeah i mean yeah where what's what's the greatest source of inspiration really i mean that's a, that's a that's a vast question it is very vast i think there was um i remember reading this quote i think it was by isaac newton it was something like um you know we i travel on the shoulders of giants mm. to kind of express how what he discovered was only possible because of the work of many many other people that yeah. were behind it and yeah. i think i feel in the same way um there are loads of people that have inspired me and I, I couldn't even list them all and some of them inspire me subconsciously and I'm mm -hmm. like listening back to something I'm, oh the intro of high low high low is actually like a little bit I think I've got inspired by Andrew Bird there who I really love right now okay. is a great artist and yeah. like but, but it's not you know it's more like oh yeah I, I really like strings right now because I really like this album by this person so that's why <laughs> suddenly there are more strings in my songs ah, um and, and things like that so I, I think there's a lot of that I mean my parents will always be I think that that one big inspiration just seeing their love for music yeah. and and seeing what they create and the potential and power of connection and yesterday they celebrated their their one year um twitch stream anniversary they've been making music on twitch too now and wow. um it's kind of brought them back to making more music again it's just been so lovely to see That's so brilliant. they're huge artistically i i can just say i think one of the early artists that moved me when i was small that showed me the power of what a song can do is james blunt um, okay. yeah. he has the song shine on and i got bullied in school and that song just moved me and got me oh, through okay. so much because just shine on, shine on, close your eyes and they'll all be gone. It's just, it's completely about something different, but I only got that. My English wasn't that good at the at the yeah. time. And that was like one of the first times where I was like, oh shit, music has a lot of power. Yeah. So definitely grateful for him. I was a huge Coldplay fan for a really long time. They've okay. hugely inspired me as well. Um, but most recently, honestly, it's been a lot of independent artists. Like I've connected and worked with people that are incredible. Thomas Levine, Dominic Romano, uh, Dom Malin, Alison Lea. I could just keep telling you names and you should check them all out because they're so, so good. Ben Greenberg, Kaldenberg. I, I've just, just oh. so many incredible people. So I totally get what you're saying. I discovered you through uh, another um, musical uh, duo that I interviewed uh, local to me and I interviewed them earlier in the year for the show. And your your song, one of your songs, I, I happened to be listening to one of the playlists, you know, the, these kind of radio playlists mm. that come up on, you know, you like so-and-so, you'll love these. Your song, um, Two Cool Song, came onto that playlist. And that was one I was working, and this has happened a few times where a song comes on and it's like, right, I'm going to stop because this has my attention. And there's something about, and I, I'm, I can't articulate it really, and I'm, I'm not... Um, Sort of technically musically minded and that i'm not going to try and break it down and, and sort of say what captured mm -hmm. me in that but there's something about that song that just really really strikes me it's beautiful 
Thank you. Chilling. It's 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 it's. I think the the melody, the words in particular. I I do fall for lyricists. Uh, you know, again, being a writer myself, I like I love storytelling and things in in lyrics. And I think there's some lines in that which I, I want to kind of delve into that song in particular to begin with. So, where yeah, firstly, what is the inspiration behind Two Chord Song? Let's start there. So. Two Chord Song was one of the first love songs that I wrote for my boyfriend. Um, and I am, I don't write a lot of love songs. I think it's just very hard to write a non-cheesy love song. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really wanted to write something a little unconventional. I guess everyone, like, looking back, we were definitely just as cheesy as any other couple. But <laughs> at the time, you know, we're like 16 and we're like, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're kind of cool. And yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, we're different. <laughs> so I wanted to write a song that encapsulated that sort of whimsical and, and um, I guess a little, a little geeky, a little different part of our relationship. And I remember when I finished writing it, I visited my boyfriend and he had this very out of tune electric guitar that he never played, but I brought him back into music, which has been really nice. That's cool. um, and I played in the song and, and he really loved it. And around the time was when I was starting to conceptualize the EP, Alice is in Love with the Mad Hatter, mm -hmm. um, which was partially inspired by us both being big, um, like Alice in Wonderland fans and, and, and loving those uh, books and films and um, <laughs> just showing, showing my Alice in Wonderland mug. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so, um, so I think that was sort of the the point where I felt like this whimsical idea of connecting the the books and films and, and something that I love with an album mm. when I wrote that song and it, it just felt like it kind of created that idea. But yeah, it was originally just a love song with loads of little little references and things to how I felt and I still I still really enjoy playing it um, yeah. years later. Is is I, I I cannot you know anyone who's watching listening to this who hasn't heard it go and find it. I'm gonna stick it on my. I have a Dead Men Talk um, playlist on Spotify. I will add it on because all the all the musicians I've spoken to, I try to have something of theirs on there, and that one is definite for me. I mean, there's there's lines in there. I think I saw someone else comment on this. Dinosaurs are birds, and birds are. Food. <laughs> I was like. That is, I still can't go there. That is just genius, really. What, what was, oh, the, thank you. What was the thinking? I, I, let's break it down. To, was there any kind of thinking behind that line itself, what you were trying to say? Yeah. So my boyfriend used to want to be a paleontologist. He, he just, okay. he really loved dinosaurs. He had like the books and things. And mm. um, I, I think I just felt like, oh, that would be like a little thing to put in there. Mm. And I remember I had recently seen that, you know, birds are like the closest to what dinosaurs used to be. Yeah. Um, genetically so I kind of loved the idea of taking something like free like a bird which is like a more used saying and making it a little bit quirky by adding that little personal thing of you know dinosaurs are birds and birds are free like dinosaurs but more alive yeah. uh, we could be because I knew that he would enjoy that and and I I enjoyed that a lot and I am glad you brought it up because I think there is this art that we try to balance as songwriters and, and writers and, and anyone who creates really where you want to be personal but at the same time leave people to to enjoy things in a way because they're not too specific and they can still apply to them and when i wrote that song i felt like it is kind of specific but people can make it their own in a different way even yeah. though the origin is like very personal for like the origin of the song for me the line can mean something completely different for exactly. other people yeah, yeah which yeah. Is, is really nice yeah and th that kind of comes back to i think the the meaning that you have behind that James Bond song that you discovered, you know, there's plenty of them mm. with me, 
I think what I love with music is everyone has their own take on it, depending what their story is at that moment yes. or up to them, whatever, you know, and um, uh, there's Absolutely. Another, I think that, the, the, again, not that I'm going to pick the song apart line by line, but one of the bits in there that I really does ring true for me is um, we can play this two chord song, simple isn't always wrong. Mm. That bit there, I think, yes, you've hit the nail on the head. Things that you think, to me anyway, this means things that you think you could simply kind of throw away because they're nothing special or anything like that actually are, could be the most special things to other people. Yeah. You know, and it's sometimes you, you don't need to overcomplicate things. Just keep it simple. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think it's it's part of what I also wanted to put in the song. It's like, mm. you know, we've never been really people of big gestures uh, in our relationship. It's just kind of been the gesture is I'm here for you. The gesture yeah. is I thought of you and I bought this yeah. not on our anniversary. Like that's just a date. We don't we forget about that every single year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> both of us though, so it's fine. That's all right. I'm not allowed to do that. So, uh... so it's 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 always just been, and I think it's something that I, I really love about about my relationship with him. It's just we're very laid back and we're just mm. kind of it does it's not very complicated. It's just but we know that, you know, we're always there for each other and we know how much we love each other, but yeah. we just express it in a way that is not, there's no pressure. It's, it's, it comes naturally. And it just made me really appreciate that through that relationship, but also in general with people, when you have people, when you have moments, when you have things that are small, it's small things in life mm. as well that, that are so powerful, like taking that pressure off. And, you know, I struggled a bit with my mental health and I realized the power of those small things, like Absolutely. making my favorite cup of tea in the morning. Yeah. And if I get the energy to do that, and enjoy that that can completely change how i feel when i go for the city i might just stop by my favorite chocolate shop that is a little bit expensive and buy exactly one little chocolate <laughs> yeah. and eat it yeah. and and feel like the world is incredible in this moment and i just i've been become a, a real like yeah lover and appreciator of the small things i think often they can bring us just as much joy as like the huge accomplishments or the huge moments which you know are great yeah. Um, but I, I think from that line and originally where it came from, for me, it's also just kind of become a little bit of a philosophy um, also with creating, to be honest, because I think a lot of times as songwriters and maybe as writers, you also have that. It's like I need to use all these resources and metaphors and production things and complicated yeah. chords to make something that is like and you realize that simple is not wrong. No. Like sometimes you can say it much better mm. using something that is far less complicated and just yeah. authentic. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna ask you the obvious question. As you may see in the background, I do play a little myself. Mm. And um, what I love about discovering artists like yourself is then you you've all got songs that I I would really love, and I, I try to sit down and play myself. Um, so I look at yours. Okay, yeah, two chords. It should, in theory, be easy enough to figure out. Um, not really been able to get there yet. So what are those two chords exactly? I actually don't know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not Love the um, biggest. I'm actually working on that at the moment. I'm getting better at like music theory. But the thing is, it's like a capo in the fifth or or sixth actually. Okay. I, so, I, I live by my capo. So, um, so but but it's a capo in the fifth or sixth, and the the basic shapes would be. Um, a minor and um f major seven um but i guess just, I was just there. 
transpose it up <laughs> that's fine cool no that's good yeah that's, that's what i've been that's what i've kind of landed with although so, like there is a complicated way to play like the little lick chord as well but that's okay. like the easiest way to play it because i originally wrote it with a different capo in a more complicated way and then um right. simplified it later <laughs> by moving it down a little bit okay i wasn't a million miles away that's fine i probably just got the capo just a bit too far up so that's fine Cool. Thank you for that. No, of course. Yeah, I can no, I send you. That. I can send you the exact capo and oh, everything <laughs> later. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's brilliant. I, I said myself. I think it was last year, uh, this time of year, running into Christmas. I had a list of songs that I, uh, that I was like, because I'm still. I've been teaching myself for like twenty years, and I've just about got up mm -hmm. the courage to play around my house. I won't play outside. Um, and I had a list of songs I was like, I want to be able to play these off the top of my head. And a couple of them were, were artists that I was able to connect with through the podcast as well. And it's just the quality of music out there that not everyone knows is there. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's a crime sometimes, but it's fantastic when you do discover it. Um, speaking of which, yeah, though, thank you. On, uh, recently you hit a bit of an achievement on Spotify for yes. one of your albums. Um, true but before you before you go into that i just quickly want to say i totally agree which is why my podcast and show is actually called why doesn't everyone know these songs and only features in the artists so oh that's 100 on board <laughs> there you go no that's brilliant yeah and i think with the, the beauty of things like spotify we're able to discover that a lot easier now you know anyone can say mm. what they want yes. about how the digital world is ruined sort of things for singer songwriters absolutely I think it's a great thing you know, yeah to do. there's it's harder to stick out from the noise but there is mm. a means and a platform for you to reach people yeah. directly which yeah. wasn't always that way and there are so many insanely talented people like i just i listen to my like now i even have some really good friends and i just listen to their new releases like don mallon who we like mentioned recently or they'll send them to me ahead of time and i'll just sit there like weeping uh, <laughs> like oh my god yeah. this is so good you made are you aware of the fact that you made this <laughs> like oh my ah yeah. so yeah just a huge fan of of the incredible indie artists out there right now i think they're making the most interesting and beautiful and authentic music that you can find Absolutely. and it's really worth to dive into that world Absolutely. um for sure so so let's let's give you a big big up now then so um forgive me i'll let you introduce actually so what what was the what 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 milestone am i talking about i know it was a it was a million streams yes so my album my debut album prophecies and silver linings um it hit one million streams total on spotify which is wild well, was, i mean again as, as an independent artist and that you you didn't set out to to you know fame fortune and all that but that is a that's an incredible achievement um, yeah and you know of course there's like fame fortune um i think in this in this world now like numbers and and stuff become quite big in our heads um i try to not check too much on them but i must say that i definitely did a little happy dance there because <laughs> um just knowing that so many people chose to have my music you know as part of their life yeah. and connected through it and that's something like I, I like numbers make me happy, but something that makes me just that moves me just as much as sometimes I will get an email or a message from someone and they will be like, hey, I went through this tough time and the song helped me through it. Yeah. And that like, I'll just sit there in front of the computer <laughs> and do a little happy cry for like, because I'm just yeah. like, 
wow, what an honor that my music gets to be that for other people. And I think that's why the achievement of a million streams feels so big because it's just hard to wrap my mind around that my songs have been a part of so many stories. As we said earlier, you know, different contexts, different stories, different yeah. things. Like I have a friend who is diabetic and he says, hi, low, hi, low, is this blood sugar anthem. And <laughs> it's just, I, I love that, how people can put different kind of um, meanings onto songs and just knowing that they become part of so many stories. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, I'm I'm really grateful and humbled and, and, and for that. It's not like you set out to do that. And, you know, it's just it's just one of those wonderfully organic things that has happened because mm. someone was in the right place right time and so was your music you know, so. yeah exactly you can't really make it um like you can't orchestrate someone clicking with your music the no. only thing you can do is make it and, and promote it as best as you can mm. so it hopefully reaches the right people and yeah. connects with the right people yeah. um which yeah it's That's been yeah very very fortunate for sure You've had a couple of, um, I'll, I'll hand this over to you, Ryan. you've had a couple of new releases recently. Mm. Um, one of yours, Single Wolves, and then your collaboration with uh, Don Mallon, Overgrown. So give us give us a bit of a rundown on sort of the, uh, introduce each of those, sort of how they came mm -hmm. about, especially the collaboration with Don Mallon. I'm interested sort of. Yeah, I mean, just together. to quickly pitch into Wolves, um, since you've mentioned it, mm. um, it's a very special one for me because it is, even though it doesn't say it on the cover, probably one of the most collaborative songs I've made um, as well. I wrote it for two members of my Twitch community who were became friends and, and were just really, really wonderful that sadly passed away. And I remember just feeling so angry and writing like six angry songs and be like, this is not what I need to say to the world right now, um, because it just felt so, you feel so helpless when, when you lose someone. And then eventually I, I wrote Wolves, which feels more, it, it says what needs to be said, which is, I'm so grateful that you are in my life. And I hope that wherever you are, you're doing, you know, you're, you're dancing with the wolves, which um, Laika was a huge fan of wolves. And I, I brought in, because they were such a big part of my community, I brought my community together. So they helped fund the recording and producing. Oh, okay. I had Thomas Levine play drums on it, who, if you haven't checked out, is an incredible indie artist. I have a collab with him by the coast that released that we released a, a while back, which is one of my favorite things I've ever sung on. Okay. Um, so he played drums. Kaldenberg, who is another incredible Twitch streamer and musician um, from South Africa, he sung that second vocal that comes in at the end, okay. um, which is one of my favorite parts. Alden, who's also a streamer and and guitar player and makes ambient music played loads of the electric guitar so okay. the whole community that knew and loved them came together and um dominic romano produced it it's the first song by me that he produced and he's also producing my next album so i'm very excited about okay. about that we're working on that at the moment and yeah it's it's i'm just very very proud of that song and it, it's very meaningful to me for that reason that it reflects not just on my connection to my music but also on my connection to the community around me um through that music that is that's a, that is amazing you know it, it, it's unfortunate the, the way it came about i suppose but you know what a way to to commemorate and, and, and acknowledge that community you've got that's, that's yeah fantastic. it's oh. very special and yeah. i got to be in touch with their families throughout and they also really love the song so it's just yeah, been yeah. um very very lovely to to yeah. make that thing yeah <laughs> um and yeah i'm very very proud of that one and yeah, it was followed up by by Overgrown, 
with Don Mallon. And that's been, it's not the first song Dom and I write together. We met is it two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think two years ago at this online conference called The Power of Indie, which was just kind of indie artists from all over the world, kind of learning and talking. And okay. um, Dom wrote me and was like, hey, I just listened to your music. Very nice. And then I listened to his music and I was like, oh, my God, this guy is good. Um, <laughs> so I was like, hey, uh, thank you. <laughs> your your music is very nice, too. Let's be friends. Stay cool. <laughs> Don't give away how amazing this song is. <laughs> It was Eye of the Storm um, that I heard first, and that's for me genuinely one of the best songs ever written. It's it's mind blowing, um, and yeah, we we kind of just became friends. We became because it's as an indie artist, I think you don't really have the structure or schedule that other people have with like a day job, where it's like you start at this time, you start at this time. So sometimes it's a bit hard to keep track of what you've done and what you yeah. need to do. Yeah. So we kind of became like working buddies once a week. We would check in, set goals for each other and celebrate each other's successes and um, just became a beautiful friendship. We started writing some songs together and there will be more um, more things. I will appear on, on some of Dom's releases. He will appear on some of mine. We're still cool. writing. We're touring together um, for Germany and Switzerland in March. Mm-hmm. So Overgrown was kind of the first song that we wrote together where we like we this this works as a collab because mm. the others kind of tended a bit more to be a bit more me a bit more him okay. and this was like oh this will be a good duet yeah. um so yeah we we recorded a little demo don did most of the the production i really just did the harmony production because i i love doing harmonies yeah. and we complement each other really well because he doesn't like doing those so oh, um and he did an incredible job with, with producing and mixing the track and we just kind of been sending things back and forth he was in tenerife where we recorded some stuff as well and we visited earlier this year so it was just a really fun thing to be able to release this song with who's now one of my best friends and wow. and an artist that i really really appreciate and so yeah that's brilliant that's yeah. that's how overgrown came to be that's it's just again one of those things where you know when you're doing this you're, you you're able to kind of even these small experiences which you can then turn into something sort of bigger at the end is um it's fantastic you know and it's, i i again from a writing point of yeah. view i know the, the random places i've taken bits that became quite a major part of some of my stories and whatever to someone it's gonna be like how did that get to there it's like you know but it did so it fell into place i i've just (laughs) i think i used to have these visions of this is what i want to do yeah and now i'm more at a point of okay universe where do you want to take me yeah you know like which door opens next oh this door opens this person (laughs) wants to make a thing let's make a thing um and just it's been less stressful and i mean Still, sometimes I said yes to way too many things and <laughs> got close to burning out because it's too oh, fun yeah. to make things. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, it's just been so nice to kind of, you know, I don't really have a where do you see yourself in 10 years from now answer. It's just like yeah. things come at me. I meet an incredible producer and I have an album idea and oh, OK, let's do there it. You, you know, this this is the moment to do it. And yeah. um, just kind of following the flow of creating and, and making things and just being open to do different things. Like in England, I got to a friend of mine, Paul Sanders wrote a play and um, he asked me to perform and write music for it. And I got to do that, which, you know, it's outside of the comfort zone, but it's just the door that opened. And I was like, oh, okay, looks good. Let's, let's do it. (laughs) At some point in all these 
these different avenues that open up, you'll look back at the one moment that had that not happened, that project wouldn't have come about. And yes. it can be the most trivial things, can't it? You know, you got to take those. Absolutely. Those I mean, Dom literally writing me that one message at a conference because he took the time to listen to the playlist with all the artists, you know, wow. and now it's like one of my closest friends and we're making music together. We're going on tour together. Like if that one thing hadn't happened, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm part of the team that organizes um, secret living room concerts in Cologne, living room concerts Cologne. And the reason that I got into that was simply because I submitted my song to a playlist on Submit Hub, which is like a place you submit music to curators to. Wow. And I saw the curator was in Cologne and was a musician and decided to check his music out and was like, oh, I see you're in Cologne, I'm moving to Cologne. Um, you know, just wanted to say your music is really nice. And he was one of the organizers. He invited me to their first open mic and I joined the team. And if I like hadn't checked out his music on Submit yeah. Hub, you know, it's these really small things. And it's like, how do you network? How do you make connections? Just do things, Yeah, you know? Do the things you love, be in the spaces that you want to be, and you will find the right people. Yeah. Don't try and define the route you're taking because chances are mm. you, you'll go down a completely different path and that will take you somewhere yeah. even more wonderful. So. Somewhere you would have never expected. No, exactly. Listen, Luna, um, this has been amazing to get to talk to you. Sadly, I'm going to start to wrap it up because I know you're – you're, you're very, very busy, and I really, really appreciate you coming on to, to talk to us. But don't go without telling people where they can find you and your music, because we've, we've just worked their appetite now. Mm. They, they need to go and find you. So, so social media, um, where are you? Where can people find out more? Where am I? We started with who am I, and now it's oh, where yeah. am I? <laughs> Wrapping it up. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so lovely no, to no. chat. You're a great interviewer. Um, yeah, so you can find my music. I have a website. It's just lunakeller.com. And for those of you that like the stories behind songs, every single song I've released has a page there with an about, with like what the song is about that I write lyrics and information and credits. So um, it's a nice little place to spend some time if you want to like, yeah, just, just dive into stories, but it also has all links and all things. And I'm also on social media. It's Luna Keller on Twitch and Patreon. Um, I do go live on Twitch usually Tuesday and Friday evening and play live sets. So if you want to say hi, um, that's a good place to go. And then on social media, like Instagram, Facebook, I'm just Luna Keller Music. Um, and that's a good place to follow as well. I always feel like I forget something. <laughs> I think that's definitely, definitely a good starting point for everyone. But that's a good place to find me. And yeah. if anyone wants to reach out as well, like my, my Instagram DMs are open. I'm always happy to share knowledge or, or yeah, connect. So Amazing. Thank you. Listen, Luna, all the best with everything. Uh, congratulations on what you've achieved so far all the best with everything to come thank you um, I'll, I'll be uh, i'll be awaiting the new album whenever that is completed and coming out and it's uh, going to be a good one i think yeah cool <laughs> oh, not that the others aren't obviously. You know, we always look forward to the next one that's 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 the cycle that we get it's to. always like the thing you like the most is the most recent that you do is like the stereotype right it is. Uh, I, I still hold a lot of my older songs like fondly but i'm very excited about the music that i'm creating right now so awesome. Awesome. Well, you've definitely got us all interested. So uh, have a great Christmas as well. Yeah, I just, um, Thank um, you. probably won't, won't get to talk to you again before then, obviously. But uh, yeah, is it a big thing? Because like, I was thinking that the other day, and, like I, I was up in a place like Birmingham and that uh, a couple of years ago, and they go mad with these German Christmas markets. Oh, yeah. The like, Birmingham Christmas like market that. is pretty accurate. Um, yeah, yeah. It's. I was surprised. It was like, am I in Germany? <laughs> I was there last year. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I've 
yeah, it's a huge thing. Every city here has big Christmas markets. Mm -hmm. I was already, I've already been to two of them and, and it's lovely. You get loads of traditional foods and all those like little local shops and things and people yeah. that make things and music often like live, live music and stages as well and Christmas songs and carols. And it's just uh, a, a lovely place. I, I really like Christmas. I have a Christmas song as well. By the way, I can shout that out. It's called Christmas Lights by Luna Keller. I'm trying to beat Mariah Carey at some point and make a living from it. So if you have a Christmas playlist, put it in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love Christmas. And this is the first time I spent all of December in Germany. I'm currently staying with my grandmother for this Christmas time. Um, so I'm very excited to just experience the full German Christmas. Yeah. Just like give yourself package <laughs> awesome well have have an amazing time and you know I, I look forward to hopefully speaking to you again you too thanks so much for having me this has been lovely anytime see you again